I'm Tanya Carr and you're listening to The Real Talk Podcast. Here at Real Talk, we create space for authenticity, awareness and making a positive impact on the world around us. Real Talk, real people, real stories. Ngā mahi nui kia koutou nō mai hoki mai ki te kaupapa kōrero Real Talk. I'm Tania Carr and in this episode you are going to hear the real kōrero from Tim Provise, aka the man of many faces. Tim, the pie connoisseur, Tim from the bakery run, Tim from the morning shack on New FM and so much more. Definitely a man of many talents is our Tim. Now, Tim has joined us numerous times on the Real Talk stage over the years, well known to be a crack up and pushing the boundaries. More recently, at Real Talk Tamaki Makoto, Tim took us on a journey exposing his funny side, but also challenging social stereotypes. He shares with us his first-hand experience working with rangatahi in the system and the heartbreaking outcomes that can often occur. It's important to note that there are some triggering subjects in this corridor. So if you are triggered by this corridor, there are some support contact numbers listed in the show notes for you to utilise. Here is Tim's story. There we go, that's me. Kia ora everybody, my name is Tim. Supervisor is my little uh, side name that I get, get, get away from the Bay Court people with. But uh, yeah, I'm here to kind of, you know, be a bit of a palate cleanser, I suppose, but still have a, a good puraku that I want to put out there. Yeah, I'm from uh, originally from Taranaki, from Te Ateawa. Oi, anyone here? No? Oh, Te there we go, from Waitara, but no, been, lived most of my life in South Auckland, as you can tell from my South Auckland accent here. Cheer, my bros. Here we go. Let's get into it, eh? That's me. Okay, I'm a, uh, yeah, it's kind of me. I look pretty funny there. Uh, trying to look tough, but you'll see me look tough later on. Well, he's laughing. That's what I want. <laughs> So yeah, so I'm from South Auckland originally, I'm from Clendon, there we go, Clendon, uh, yeah, so I am a, a father, I was also a teacher, I taught for uh, six, seven years in our schools in South Auckland as well, I do a, a, a little show called The Bakery Run, and I just eat pies with people, it's pretty mean, I still can't get paid for it, it's still pretty good, uh, I'm a comedian. But, um, yeah, yeah, I've got to, also, before I go into this, I've got to be careful what I say, because I get a bit silly. So if I get a bit too silly, I'll look over, just give me the thumbs up, thumbs down if I need to shut up, eh? All right? So, I'm a bit of a comedian, but my name just calls me a fucking egg. <laughs> Kate to pie, Kate to pie. Um, I, like what I said before, I'm a radio host as well, and uh, that was just by fluke. I just talked a lo- whole lot of kaka, and I was like, oh, yeah, you want to come on the radio? Yeah, Kate Tupai. And, uh, yeah, so I'm an honorary uso. Uh, so I'm on New FM. Not actually also, but uh, I'm getting there. A couple more days. Some of them called me a toko the other day, and it was it was quite good. Tonga Language Week was the only time they did that. But, hey. Anyway, James Cook High School represent. This is me. A lot of people over here are like, who's he, my guy? We're like, hey, uh, which one is the bro? I'm the tough one right there. Hoo-ya! Look at that. Standing next to uh, Queen Elizabeth right there. <laughs> visited. She was a visitor for us. No, it's my, uh, it's my tutor teacher. But at that moment in my life, I was very conflicted, right? Because, like, growing up, my nan, my mum, my brothers, my 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 whangai were all like, no, 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 you're Maori, Timuti. You're Maori. And at that moment there, that was probably the lowest moment because they were like, 
nah, you're naughty, actually. Because I would get that a lot. I would turn up and, you know, normally, you know, you, you go, who are you, who are you? But um, when you go to James Cook, the, the introduction is, what are you, G? That's what you get. Oh, gee, what are you? No, honest, what are you? And so, uh, there you go. So, that was a very conflicted time because my, 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 my papa, my, my grandfather is the, uh, is, uh, you know, where I get the, 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 the white skin from, you know? And, you know, I thought back in the day, he's pretty, pretty, he was a trailblazer, you know, back in the twenties, you know, that they didn't all go for the Māori girls back then, but, uh, while his brothers were out stealing land, he was out stealing my nan's heart. So he's out there, eh? And other things, but I won't say. All right. <laughs> so here we go. I met James Cook, uh, probably one of the toughest, you know, schools out in South Auckland. What are you laughing for, brother? Hey, what, what school did you go to? De La Salle? No, no, no. Shout out to De La Salle, by the way. Okay, but this is what my name would always tell me. Is fuck Papa is all that matters. I wasn't in to, you know, at that time of my life. I just wanted to play basketball, talk to girls. Successfully at times, sometimes. Nah, I'm lying. Nah, not successfully. But that was all she would tell me. She'd say, fuck Papa is all that matters. And I, at that time, I didn't have a clue what she meant. I was like, I know my fuck Papa. I know where I'm from. I know that. But what do you mean it's all that matters? And the older that I got, then I, the, the more in tuned I got with what she was on about, then I kind of understood like, oh, I see. I, I kind of see what you're saying now. And right now in my life, I'm on my journey. I'm figuring out everything and I love it, you know, cause, I'm doing something that my mother couldn't, couldn't do. She was too busy working, trying to provide. And I'm doing something for myself, you know. And uh, it's, it's a beautiful thing. So, yeah. So, anyway, so getting into it. So, I grew up in South Auckland. I started to work in South Auckland as well. And I worked at this place. And it's probably got the worst name that I think has ever been produced, ever. This place over here is called Korowai Manaki. All right, Korowai Manaki is in Woody. It's uh, just down the road from my house, and it is where all the the one to two percent of the naughtiest kids in Aotearoa come here. Eighty-five percent of them are Maori, and pretty much eighty-five percent of them are, 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 are young boys. And it was really hard for me because I started working there when I was like twenty-one, twenty-two. I didn't figure it out. Like, I was like, I was, you know, my life was revolved around going to the clubs on a Saturday, mucking around, playing the Xbox games, and my life was all good. But when I got here, I opened my eyes up to what the world actually is. Okay, I was very, sh- uh, I don't want to say sheltered, but I'm saying, like, I saw what I needed to see, but everything else was like, wow. And my first day there was Christmas Day. I, I, I lived there, I started working there Christmas Day. So if you don't know, you're in the residence. It's it's like a mini junior version of of prison. So as the kids either waiting for remand, so they're waiting to to get to become 18 to go to jail, or they're just young enough that maybe they'll stay in here and they'll be, become institutionalized. And that's what we're going to have a little corridor about now. So I'm going to introduce you to um, Thomas. So there's a boy. My first day on the job. My first day on the job, it was Christmas Eve. And um, uh, this is a little boy, and he's in his room, in one of those rooms. And uh, they had separate rooms. And they said, hey, um, your job, Tim, on your first day is to go and uh, help Thomas go to sleep. And I was like, oh, he's five years, he's six years old. He's six. That should be easy. So, you know, I go in there, and uh, oh, let me see. 
Yeah, yeah. So I would go in. These were our rooms. These were the rooms that they would go into, which is pretty much just, you know, when they say, uh, you know, you can't, there's a saying about putting makeup on something to make it look like different, like try to pretty it up. These are just cells that had a pretty little coral pattern on it, you know? It, it was really like, oh, you guys are trying to just sugarcoat stuff here. But at that time, I was like, oh, this is cool. But I, I didn't realize it, right? So going down here, there was t- uh, 10, 10 uh, down one room to another other. They go, you need to go and see Thomas. And Thomas was uh, just coming out of uh, living his whole life in a, um, a, a house that was used to to make uh, methamphetamines. So he's scratching, he's, 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 he's twitching, he's all, all of this. This little six-year-old boy called Thomas. And, um, you know, I go in and I'm like, um, and, you know, he's, he's all good at that time. And I say, hey, Thomas, you know, hey, uh, bro, you got to, you know, we've got to go to bed. And he's screaming and he's like, I don't want to go, I don't want to go. And so I go away and I'm like, what do I do here? I don't understand. Like, oh, I'm, I'm only a 20-year-old kid. I'm trying to get this kid to bed. And they said, oh, do you know, just go in and just talk to him and that kind of thing. And so I go in there and I say, hey, you know, like, hey, it's Christmas tomorrow. Thomas, if, you, if you're not going to go to sleep, Santa Claus is not going to come and visit. And then he said to me, oh, fuck, Santa Claus isn't even real. And I said, oh, holy fuck. Sorry, too much. Get to play? Get to play? Oh, okay. I thought, holy, this kid is out the gate. But you know, like, it's that harsh reality that that's what it is. He was with me for two years. He would hang with me, he'd be by my side, and things were good, you know, and it was, uh, he was like my little Simba, yeah? Wherever I would go, he would come with me, and we would sit, and we would talk about anything, everything about life, things that his parents never got to talk to him about, you know? Just how to be a nice person, how to manners, how to do things that, you know, he didn't get. And this this photo is quite reminiscent of it because in the movie, which I love by the way, is one of the best movies of all time. Thank you. He asks, "Hey, Dad." Well, I wasn't a dad, but you know what I'm saying. He was saying, "Hey, what's over there? What's in that?" And he said, "That's the elephant graveyard." Remember that bit? He's like, "What's that? It's the elephant graveyard." And for me, the elephant graveyard was when he got out. That was the elephant graveyard for me because when he got out. That's when things, I can't protect the bro, yeah? This little tiny six, seven-year-old, I couldn't do nothing for him once he went out to the elephant graveyard. When he was out there, shit got real, yeah? And he got out there. And then, you know, he, he, he went back to his ways, went back to what was happening before. He, he was a little fella, so they were chucking him inside of houses to go and open the door up for the bros, you know, those types of things, yeah? And then, you know, I, I look at this one, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, you know, that's what happens when he got out. He went to Timon and Pumba, he went to those liars, the absolute liars, those two. Oh, yeah, you got problems, don't worry, it's all goods. No, it's not all goods. He's got problems, but, you know, they were like, and those also were like his caseworkers. They would just let him kind of chill out. And, oh, yeah, now nah, he's just hanging out with his mates. And that was, for me, that was, you know, that was for me was the hardest part was I was letting these kids out and away they go. But that's part of the problem as well because that's the institutionalization that we have to deal with for our young people is that they go into this place because I'll tell you what they need, all right, and this is kind of going to sound really simple, but it's actually what it is, okay? All these kids need is some uffy and some structure, and that's it. And that's what they've got in, in our little area, 
And it was good and it was bad, you know, because they would rely on it. They'd go and get in trouble, they'd come back. And yeah, so, um, but anyway, we'll move forwards. So, um, so we're talking about media. We're talking about media and, and how it affects us. So I want to just move it on a little bit here. This is, there was a, a survey that got done between, uh, you know, a hundred years. Every year they would, they would put it up. And it's what the media would perceive, would push out to us as, as consumers. So a Pākehā male would be perceived as doesn't pay much attention to how he looks. You know, he's all like, oh, you yeah, mate, chat, he's that fella. All right, loves his rugby, yeah. Or he's the ones on the Bunnings ads that are lapping it up, getting a sausage sizzle at Bunnings, loves to go out camping, lives in the in the bush, you know, those types of things. Doesn't say much. Beer is is always there, you know. It's always Waipiro, it's always around. Not saying it's a bad thing, but it is what it is. And it doesn't, it doesn't express, emo, express any emotion at all. There was this, this is a true true um, survey. How did people perceive Pākehā in, in the media for a hundred years? So, and I thought, okay, so I was really interested. Here's the teacher coming out of me right now. I was like, oh, that's really interesting. I wonder why. So I, dig, I, I, get, I digged a little bit deeper. I got in there, and this is what I. These are some of the things that came up. Right? That's what they say. Oh, harden up. Oh yeah. Oh, you cry. Oh, what a girl. You just harden up. That type of thing. Stop being a pufta, that kind of thing. Hey, oh, what a wanker. She'll be all right. All good. You know, just put a plaster on it. You'll be all right. Those types of things. And that's all came from that discussion. And then I thought, how did that happen? So where did it come from? So I did it a little bit. Of, like I said, I did some digging. Back in the days, that fella came over to Aotearoa, I got, I got, you know, to... to Colonize and everything, and he said, "Man, I need some. I need wood because they couldn't cut their own wood down, could they? But we could. You know what I mean? All right. And then they're like, I need some lumberjacks then. So they'll get some lumberjacks over, and those lumberjacks are like, Oh, you'll be all goods. You'll be all goods. And that's where this tall poppy type of type of behavior started, right? It's all from this. And then multiply multiply that by some time, and it's what we have right now." Especially in our, in our males. Now, I know that it's like a, it's from a colonist type of, um, environment, but they control the media, so they control what we, what we have. They see, they see everything that we see, everything they see on the media, so we kind of egg into that, right? So, we'll get back to Thomas, eh? See, I told you I'm taking you for a ride here. Take you back to Thomas. Thomas came back to us. Thomas came back to us, uh, and he was a couple, he was a bit older. He was a little bit older, a little bit wiser, a little bit, you know, he's got a couple of makeshift, makeshift tattoos on him from a pen and, and a, and a wall socket. He was, you know, he, he was, he's been around the bush a little bit uh, back there. So, um, so what happened was he was getting in trouble and, you know, you, you try to impart some knowledge on some, some kids and, uh, he was there and I said, gee, Thomas, you always come in here and it's always the same thing. You know, you're hanging out with the wrong people. These people are getting you in these positions to do whatever they have. And I said, this, this one thing to him, I said, Hey, if you sleep with dogs, you get fleas, right? Which is pretty, it's a pretty good thing, right? You're going to get you, itchy if you hang out with them. And I turned to him and, and he said to me, ah, oh, fuck, I don't want to sleep with dogs that much. Well, that's yuck. And I was like, wow, this kid is a fucking genius. He's getting me at every turn. He's hit me there. And, and I was like, he's not mentally prepared for this yet. Yeah. But I tried to impart some knowledge on him, try to help him out a little bit. 
And it was really hard for me because that's all that was his problem, was that he was hanging out with the wrong people. And my little Simba was kind of not a little Simba anymore. Yeah, he was eating bugs in the forest, not literally, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay, now, same survey. What did they say about, what did they say about Pacifica and what did they say about Maori? Okay, because it was the same thing. These are the words that came out of the survey for a hundred years. Savage. Uh, emotionally impulsive, so that things always just work on impulse. Like, I'm going to be angry because I'm impulsive. Uh, aggressive, violent, gang-affiliated, dumb, and work at the factory and the doll. This is, uh, like, legit has been documented. And it's not true. See, we all know that. But this is what the media told us. And who controls the media? It's not us. It's, it's the white people, right? No disrespect, but it is. So this is what I, so then got my, got my shovel out. Got to do some more digging. Yeah. Cause I wanted to know why they, why they think we're like that. And so where does this come from? Okay. So I get my, get my little historian hat on and I figured it out. It's that mother. Oh, okay. That motherfucker over there. That's all right. His name is George Gray. He, uh, he was a weird dude. He, there's, uh, there's a lot of things going on, but Governor George Gray, he lived, he was an Australia, he was a South African that went, got in trouble in Australia, came over here and juked the system, right? He told Māori that, he, that um, we're going to collaborate together. We're going to all work together. We're going to collaborate together. Uh, we would Europeanize, these are all in his diaries that he's written. We're going to Europeanize the Māori as well. We're going to all look after each other. We're going to help with war relations. We're going to all help each other out here. And we're going to bring peace between the Iwis. This is what he said, right? He's... If you dive a little bit deeper in there, there's some weird shit that he did as well. He also has a, he had a mansion on Moko Island over, over there. It's very, very strange. But anyway, that's what he told Maori. But what did he tell the queen? That's what I wanted to know. And then his letters, and this is exactly what they said. These Maoris are savage, emotionally impulsive, aggressive, violent, and the iwi affiliation is going to hurt us when we are trying to take their land. So it all went back. You see what I'm saying? I've done all the digging so you don't have to. But it is, it is all, that's the way it kind of works out, right? Because it is exactly the same as how we were perceived in the long run. And it sucks. I'm, the, I'm just here to point out the obvious. Okay? And it's hard. It's hard when you see, you see this uh, chain of bullshit that have gone on for centuries and centuries, and yet we stand here and it's still like the same thing. Oh, it's not the same thing, but it is improving, you know? But it's uh, great to see. So I was like, well, what does that have to do with being a man in 2022, especially a Maori man, a Pacifica man that has that tattooed in the brains of most people because of the media and how can we be the change that we want to be okay and it also and uh, you know like i don't want to get all michael jackson on anybody but it is the man in the mirror okay it's you okay it's it's us we need to make that change we need to be positive around how we bring up our kids and how we how we uh, embrace our young ones because if we aren't who is you know and so uh that's what i i really wanted to get out of that and it is a very open-ended question what does that mean? So 
this is what I wanted to say. It's all about auditing, you know, like, you know, an audit is when somebody checks your, like a warrant of fitness is your, is your audit for your car, right? We have to kind of self, because we've been in that situation, we have to self-regulate and self-audit and make sure that we're on that right path, especially for our young ones, that we are being the people that they want to be. And it's, uh, and it starts with us. So I know that's, it sounds really corny and cheesy, but it is like actually legit. Like it is what we need to do. Yeah. The narrative, that's the other thing. The narrative is what we push out. Social media is a great thing. Yeah, we can push out positivity. We can push out what we want others to see. We, if we if we want others to see that, we can do that. Our, our radio stations, our TV shows, we need to demand that we change that up. Don't just look at, don't just consume the, the content and then shut up. If you consume the content and you say, that's bullshit, you need to speak up because your voice means a lot. Because without your voice, they, can, they ain't got no money. Yeah? If you if you keep quiet, then they're like, cool, keep check, cashing the checks. Yeah, but our taxpayers and and who uh, our tax money and who we uh, apply, uh, who we talk to, the authentic us, are the ones that uh, get there. So yeah, so I thought, yeah, it's something that we have to do internally without any help because they're not going to really give us a help out. The last time that I met Thomas, I um, I was very un. Uh, so I was still working there at the time, and we got the call. Um, we got we got a call in, and only the ones that worked with him, and we found out that he committed suicide. And my little Simba, you know, the guy that I looked after from a from a six a six year old to when he passed away at uh, thirteen, uh, was rough for me. I just had my first, uh, my, my daughter, and you know, like I looked at her as the same way as I looked at that little six-year-old, is that I will do ever, anything in my power that I can do to help that, that, that person. But uh, there's a part of me that's like, you could have did more. You, you know, there's this little devil on my shoulder, this angel on my shoulder that's saying, you could have done a little bit more. And, you know, I live with that forever. Like, you know, I see pictures of him. I have pictures on him, of him at my, at my whare. And I just think, you know, like maybe I could have done more. Maybe I could have done just a little bit more just to help him out. Maybe I could have rang him. Maybe I could have texted him. Maybe I could have been the change. But I didn't. And it was real rough. It was real hard. But uh, Thomas, you know, I, I went to his, uh, his tonguey and I also went to his um, unveiling. And it was, um, it was, it was hard in a sense that this young man had so much promise. But, um, also, like, I, I, I thought about this, like, on the drive here, actually. And I wanted to, I might work, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But, like, you know how, like, you know how, I don't know, you, you meet someone and they're kind of like, only trying to do things to get somewhere, like, oh, that guy's just brown-nosing, you know, that's what they call it, like, oh, what a eat-ass fella, this is brown-nosing, you know, and I thought to myself, maybe I'm, I need to start brown-nosing for people like Thomas that are up there, right, my bros that have passed on, that have gone from, I need to start brown-nosing for, I need to start doing things that they can see to help others. And if they see me helping, then they make, make, might make some changes up there. They might go and talk to somebody up there or where, you know, you know what I mean? So I, I'm committed to changing my change so they can see me from up there. And once they see me doing things, then I'm good to go. Then I'm like, okay, he had to see that one. You know, like, oh, I helped that bro out. He had to see that one. And it's about working for the, for our tipu now, working for people that are looking down on us. Yeah. Anyway, went to his, went to his unveiling. Okay, here's, here's my finish, alright? Okay. 
bear with me. I went to his unveiling. You know, I met his mum for the first time. I walked over to the mum and I said, Kia ora, uh, my name's Tim. She looked me dead in the eye. And I was like, oh, here we go. You know, she was a bit of a crack up. And she looked at me and she goes, uh, aren't you the fellow that sleeps with dogs? And I was like, oh, no, that wasn't me. There we go. I thought I'd just finish it off with a laugh, eh? But no, thank you so much, everybody. Yeah, this is a beautiful co-papa, and uh, yeah, I love it. And uh, we'll see you later, eh? Kakite. Real Talk could be coming to a town near you, so check out the Real Talk website, www.realtalknz.co.nz, or follow us on our Instagram at real underscore talk underscore nz to find out where we'll be next. I got you real talk.